Welcome to Probing Ancient Aliens. Science and sci-fi obsessed nerds, Steve and Joey, are exploring each episode of everyone's favorite show about ancient astronaut theory, as well as the lovable quirky researchers that evangelize it. Today we're probing into Season 3, Episode 1, Aliens in the Old West! <laughs> Woo! Let's prospect some horse holes and lasso some winches. Let's prostate this holes. <laughs> what? I'm prostate all the way. States yeah. rights. Yeah. Prostate's rights. Yeah. Somebody has to stand up for prostate's rights, you know. Yeah. Who's not? Yeah. I have uh, a lot of... Well, yeah. I'm fighting for prostate suffrage. Yeah. <laughs> which means I just like want to... someone to really jam something yeah. real hard and yeah. make my prostate suffer. It deserves it because it's a dirty little I've boy. Been a big boy. <laughs> it deals with all that poo for oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> and it needs to get taught a lesson. Oh, yeah. Because so it's nasty. Fucking filthy. Um, <laughs> speaking of old Peter Northport. Yeah. Speaking of throwing ropes. Uh, load warriors. Um, yeah, throwing ropes with lassos. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Come lassos. Um, yeah, this was a very fun episode. Uh, yeah, yeah. It felt very fresh. The Old West. Yeah. yeah like, I feel like there wasn't rehash. I mean, the right. closest rehash is just going to Alien. I mean, going to Native Americans, but they just really right. dove into it. But and, I think those were actually new segments. Yeah, like, yeah, no, filmed, totally. You know, and so. And the freaking um, goddamn Kevin from the office, but as a Native American. Right. I Chief got. Standing Elk. I got this bar, yeah. <laughs> and it's a replica. And they, then it just cuts away. They talked to me <laughs> telepathically, and they showed me this bar. <laughs> God, I was dying on that one. Because um, he had like this? he had like a full old cartoon Native American outfit it, on, like yeah, like fresh yeah. feathers, and, like bright like moccasin leathers, and shirt the cadence thing. just feels fake. I'm like, I know right. a chunk of like actual right. Native Americans, and I've never met one like this where he's dressed right. like this and talking in the stereotypical. Right. Slow and right. and <laughs> mystical sounding way. Well, because they show this. I can't remember her name, but they briefly show her in uh, the first couple seasons. Yeah. She looks like kind of like like she's not all Native American, like she's mixed or something. But she's just like she yeah. talks very normally. You can yeah. tell. And they yeah. show her like doing rituals and stuff. Right. right. Like she's a, a priestess or something in some tribe. I'm like, she's not putting on a fucking show right, for right. this show. She didn't go to Santa Poco, <laughs> put on show right. 100,000 right. pesos. <laughs> 100,000 ounce. Yeah, uh, silver bar with hieroglyphs yeah. in it. Yeah, I don't even know how he carved it. I don't know what it's supposed. He doesn't even. Does, he just says it's the not the meaning of life, but he the says, rights or and, the and these are universal laws. Like, yeah, I can't read them. I mean, they're universal. Like he says it and he repeats yeah, yeah. it. Meanwhile, he he as if we thought otherwise. And uh, this is a replica of yeah, that bar. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, no, we thought it was the real one. <laughs> yeah, they came down, gave you this bar, right. didn't tell you what it means. Because he right. doesn't ever say no. what's written on the bar. He doesn't define any of the symbols. Yeah. It's very, like, legit. Look, Not legit, like yeah, it's I mean, alien, it's but it's very, well. cra- yeah, very well crafted. But then it, it's just like a like a miniature steel girder from a building yeah. <laughs> with some etchings yeah, in it. Like, if they're going to build, a like, a pretty good-sized model, right. <laughs> <laughs> you'd use one of these. <laughs> But um, yeah, I'm yeah. just I was just picturing him like drooling over some really cool like Indian bar or something like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, over an Indian bar. Hey, Chief Standing, Hello, here's a welcome cool bar to for my you. bar. Come on in, <laughs> hey buddy. Oh. <laughs> oh, just drooling over that oh. Indian bar. Yeah. Um, but uh, it made me picture like a chocolate bar, or something like that too. <laughs> but vegan or something. I don't know. Whatever, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's made of ayahuasca yeah. or peyote or something. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, the episode starts off and ends with a giant commercial for the movie yeah. Cowboys and Aliens. And I did write down one thing, which you may have written down as right. well, but it said rooted <laughs> roots in historical facts. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what does this mean? Right. And the end of the episode's like, was this mu- movie simply from the imagination of Hollywood yeah. or something more, his- like something more real or yeah. like, yeah. I'm like. Stop it. Like, I mean, again, we do get some some accounts, which no, is, yeah, I, actually yeah. that was a cool episode because it, it, it finally, it wasn't the same, like, seven subjects over right, and right, over right, again, right. you know? And this is kind of when I fell in love with the show was when it was these hyper-specific things as they right. really dig into, like, oh, like, it's just about the Old West and aliens, mm-hmm. and it ends up really being just about the American frontier, not really, right. the, not just cowboys, but very much they could tie... A lot of the Native American stuff. It made though. me wonder how much... Or, or if the History Channel at the time had like a production company tie in with the movie Cowboys and Aliens, they had to get some to sort like of cross promote, you know? So show the clip because they show the like least. four minutes of the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look at him get this sick armband. Right. You see, uh, you see and Indiana Jones yelling at Artie, yeah. the strongest man in the world, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, or you know, also the guy from Vegas Vacation that's right. selling a fake IDs. Yeah, um, he's getting strung up or something or whatever, yeah. but because he's like shitting in the river yeah. or something like that. You're telling me my best men, right? Yeah. Just go missing and you turn up here. Classic Harrison. Pissed off Harrison. Hi, I'm Harvey Harrison. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hardly Harrison Ford. (laughs) I'm Ford Harrison. Um, Ferrison Horde. (laughs) And my favorite part of this intro, I was dying, was when when the narrator is describing the 2011 film Cowboys and Aliens, (laughs) directed by John Favreau and like and produced by what and I'm like John Favreau like nobody's Favreau. ever nobody's ever said it yeah like that's that. like the too much tuna guy right yeah like John Favreau oh John Favreau <laughs> I'm like he's just an American dude he's like a very he seems to be a very yeah. down to earth guy no yeah. one's ever said John Favreau like yeah it made me wonder if he just read it all fucked up. He read it like that. And yeah, like the narrator just kind of dadded out and like just pronounced it well, like, like that. But then nobody caught it. For any Howard Stern fans out there, yeah. when they would do the wrap-up show and have guests come in yeah. and read the, hey, it's the wrap-up show with Gary Delabate. Oh, and yeah. they could never just know his name was yep. Gary Delabate. And they just, yep. Gary Delabate. Right. Delabonte, and yeah. like no one can say it right. Right, it's like even though they had somebody coaching him, it's yeah. a Delabate. Del, yeah. It's like Delabate. You hear this like yeah. little yeah. voice in the background, Delabonte. Yeah, like, yeah. They just can't get it. So yeah. maybe it's one of those. Yeah. Um, sad, really. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but like we start off with a commercial for Cowboys Names, but it's just it's just introducing that. Hey, this is like. What we're about to spend 40 minutes on right. is not completely out of left field, which it's kind of like if you're already watching the show, like, I don't know. Yeah, something. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, I mean, for those that don't know or didn't see my favorite movie of all time, Cowboys and Aliens. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, st- it stars uh, Daniel Craig, who's the newest, the newest James Bond. Uh, Olivia Wilde is in it. Spoiler alert. She's an alien um, throughout the whole thing. But uh, he he gets abducted, wakes up with this uh, – he's, a, he's a, like a fucking – Super gnarly, like rancher vigilante. Yeah, he kind of like blacked out, and then wakes up, has this armband. Right, doesn't know what it is or why yeah. he has it. He's got alien tech, and so a bunch of aliens, uh, ships come and attack their, this little small town that he got captured yeah. in, and he like inadvertently shoots one of the ships down with his yeah. little wrist. The, wrist just uh, like in uh, Independence Day, when the aliens show up, the tech sh- like lights up. Right, so it's showing it's some sort of like you know w- Wi-Fi or Bluetooth style right, energy right. source yeah, that yeah. then. 
you know, he can control something. Exactly, yeah. And so, and he can't get it off and never, you know. Yeah. And so. He's jerking, he's stroking, right. it's super hard. He just cannot get o- it off. Olivia Wilde, from what I remember, like, treats him almost like he's a savior or something. But he he's your typical, like, Clint Eastwood spaghetti western style cowboy archetype. Like, doesn't give a fuck about anything. You know, but then he learns to care about people. He's, you know, good person at heart, but, a, you know, rough outer shell, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. So they introduce that. Um, and then we move to the tiny town of Aurora, Texas. Uh, yeah, they show the population sign. It's like less than 400 people. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole the whole thing with this town and the point of showing is, is this little graveyard there um, has a, a, a markerless grave. And oh, there's right. no gravestone anymore. Uh, and the story is, so this guy, Jim Mars, comes on. He was, like, kind of peppered, like, maybe once or twice or thrice in uh, the last couple of seasons. But he's, like, a big, um, what's the guy that does the diabetes? The uh, uh, Yeah, William Brimford. Or yeah. Uh, Brimford. No. I think they, no, that's right. Yeah. Wilford Brimley. Brimley. Thank you, Matt. Um, but uh, he's that kind of type. He literally is in kind of, I can't tell if he's in period garb. To look kind of like oh, a yeah. cowpoke, well, or if that's just how he's crotch. So that is my period <laughs> garb. Yeah, <laughs> my, wear my bright white so everyone yeah. can see him on my menus. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm nobody gives me any shit. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm allowed to be a bad I bitch be a today. Bitch, yeah. <laughs> Ugh, give me my chocolate, or I'm gonna bite your fucking head off. Yeah. Um, Say five things nice to me right, right now. <laughs> True story. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, he's in. Something that looks like period garb, maybe. But then, like, when he's in the interview room, which maybe they shot it there. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He's wearing the same shit. Yeah, no, I think, <laughs> so, I think he's just one of those right. dudes that gets into it and dresses like it. And I really wonder. I couldn't I couldn't look. Uh, I couldn't. Uh, uh, I did, like, two seconds of research to see if his real name was Mars with two R. Uh, yeah. And he's a fucking author about alien. He, he's a, a, the author of a book called Alien Agenda. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so. What's his agenda? Right. Uh, a, a, a craft there was reported to have crashed, um, and this is 50 years before Roswell, just to give everyone a little context. So 1897, uh, this craft crashes, and uh, in this, uh, this some judge that lived on this property at, at that time. Um, it's always a judge in the Wild West. I know, yeah. Um, but uh, people describe, even the newspaper described it as like this aircraft uh, that exploded in the sky, was kind of burnt to a crisp, Um there were some remains, and among those remains was a smallish, so what looked like a body of sort of humanoid shape, but it was mm-hmm. pretty burnt up too. Um, and they buried this, what the newspapers called as an unworldly body. They gave it a Christian funeral and buried it uh, in an unmarked grave. So um, also for some context, this was six years before the Wright brothers invented the first actual like well, man-made flight machine, yeah. even though... So, I mean, but at the same time... They try to make this as a point of like nobody even knew something could fly. It's like no, People you could have read you could have read books from a long and, time ago about flying ships. And, and I don't like know that. how much of a conspiracy versus fact it is, but there's people who are like. The Wright brothers weren't the first ones to fly, and people were I've flying like too. ten years before. Right, and they're making a, a claim against the Smithsonian right. to like fix it, but since the Smithsonian went right. first, and they're never going to change it because then they'll be wrong. And right. there's a whole conspiracy around that. So I'm like. Even if there's grains of truth there, at the very least, people were trying. It's not like the Wright brothers. Oh like, yeah, oh yeah, we're doing this, yeah. and they just did it. There's probably years of working and building oh, yeah. up to it. Fucking so. Leonardo da Vinci, you know, was fucking well, yeah, trying to yeah. make a, a flying suit really or what, or a hel- yeah. helicopters 400 years before this. So yeah. it's not like it. It, it, it's it is not a weird super point. Heard of, but yeah. All we've talked about is how 
humans are obsessed with flight because it's like the one yeah. thing they absolutely cannot do at all. Like, right. you just die if you don't have ground below yeah. your feet, you know. So I fall with style right. or whatever Buzz Lightyear <laughs> <Yeah>. says. <laughs> uh, or you need a machine to, like, yeah. propel you. Ho, 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 more power. Yeah. <laughs> arr, arr, arr. <laughs> um, to Linguini and Bianchi. I'm a hungry <laughs> space pirate, whatever the fuck he is. I don't. He's a yeah. captain. Yeah, whatever. He's a, I think space he's Rangers. a judge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he judges the evil Emperor yeah. Zerg. Yeah. Um, you look. Yeah, I was going to say, today, judges Zerg. that he was cute. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it doesn't. The point. That whole point is pointless because right. it doesn't matter. It's not like people have never thought about flying before. So to say yeah. that, oh, they described it as an aircraft six years before an aircraft existed, it's like, yeah, but. Yeah. The Wright brothers were working on an aircraft six years yeah, before yeah, aircraft yeah, existed, yeah. too. So, anyway, we cut to 1945. Uh, the judge is long dead that owned the property. A man named Brawley Oates, um, who uh, purchased the land uh, of the crash site, he they show this picture of him. He had super fucked up yeah. arthritis, like these hands were all gnarled up right. and disgusting. He yeah, he dug he, out the well. So, th- so okay. uh, according to it's it's apocryphal story. They don't have any proof of it, but supposedly the judge that lived there decades before uh threw all of the the shrapnel and scraps of the crashed ship into a well and it was like the main water well that you right. drank out of um in there and so um this guy brawley Oates purchased it drank the water for a large number of years and had super well, and he tried to clean it out exactly right because yeah. he tried to go down there get all the shit right. out and then that's when he was like a year later he was like dead right. from arthritis exactly yeah and uh so everyone's like, oh, like this was this could have been a radio a radioactive agent in the right. in the water well or whatever. Um, and so anyway, it was never proven, but that's the story, and that's what he blames it on too, apparently. Right, so right. or his family did. Um, and so the descendants of of Brawley uh, ended up just cementing over yeah. the well. But later, I'm I'm more a fan of the Super Saiyans, uh, not Brawley, right? But, exactly. Um, yeah. You know the Goku because he's just such. from a movie, yeah. right? So yeah, he's not really part of GT, or... Right. And GT whatever. apparently is, is considered apocryphal, like it's not yeah, real, that's not you know. Even the best and so, line, so. I, I learned that from your roommate. But uh, yeah, uh, big news though in Dragon Ball Fighters or Dragon Ball Fighters, the new Dragon Ball fighting game. We're, Brawly's the newest like DLC character that you can download oh. and play. As, well, so. we play the card game in right. this house, yeah. okay? And they just came out the new series that has the yeah. black. Yeah, version. Let's which take I'm a show. Let's take a completely <laughs> action-packed show about fighting and yeah. play a static card game. It's actually really fun. Okay. Dragon Ball Super, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and so once once the Roswell incident happened in the forties, uh, interest in this body resurged because it was just like, oh, there could be aliens anyway. Like, and people were looking up old newspaper articles about crashes and stuff like that back in the nineteenth century. So, um, it was tough to get it exhumed or dug up. The city wouldn't allow it, or the guy that owned the land wouldn't allow it. Uh, the same guy, Jim Mars, that's been kind of narrating this whole first segment. Uh, he was a reporter at the time, and mm-hmm. he actually finally got access to at least explore the graveyard. Right. Um, and he said that by the time he saw it, because he'd seen it once before with the stone, the, the gravestone, uh-huh. you know, the marker, um, and by the time he saw it and brought the photographer or whatever with him, like, the guy pointed out, oh, there's, like, there's no gravestone anymore, and there's, like, these three holes that look like they, like, punctured it, dug a chunk out or whatever. Before they went uh, that second time, they detected like high traces of like aluminum and weird metals yeah. in there, and then once they went back and the gravestone was gone, uh, all the metal traces were gone. Apparently, yeah. so um, they also found traces of aluminum in the well, but yeah. also 
would aluminum just aluminum give you arthritis and is that radioactive aluminum yeah um no i mean sure you're it, not supposed it, to eat aluminum, it depends but... how much he was actually drinking from the right. well because the big thing with this one is it wasn't until he went to clean the shit out so right. like that's where it gets weird. It wasn't like, like radiating up through the ground. Right. And if anything. he's drinking it, then that's years of problems. Right. Exactly. And then it's like, for some reason, they say once he went in and touched it. Yeah. So maybe he wasn't drinking from the well. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know of any. I kind of try like to look up well. <clears throat> some like quick onset arthritis. And I couldn't find anything that like, yeah. you know, showed Wasn't anything dramatically. Because yeah. his picture looked like he had tumors in his hand. Right. Like, it right, was right, disgusting. Right. So. And he was, and he was, God like, knows, like, back he was then, holding like a sad fly swatter too when they panned down. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like <laughs> Mr. Miyagi. Just, just yeah. doing all I can do nowadays yeah. with my bulb hands. Yeah. <laughs> Using my strong hand, child. The ladies love it, though, if you know what yeah. I mean. Ribbed for yeah. her pleasure. Bumps get you lumps. <laughs> get you frumps. Those lady lumps. Yeah. <laughs> um, I put my bumps, <laughs> my bumps between your lady lumps. <laughs> and then we hump my stump. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm an old grump. Um, I'm going to stop there. Yeah. But thank you. Um, that's pretty much it for the whole first segment. It was just introducing, hey, there was you know sightings Some in the Old West. Shit. Here's yeah. an example. Um, Here's a great movie. Go see it. Right. Uh, we mostly move away from cowboys and stuff. I mean, they're, they're peppered in here, but it's a lot about Native Americans for the most part the rest right. of this time. So um, we move on to a whole segment about Indian burial mounds in early Ohio. So. Right. Um, give me the eye for mounds. <laughs> oh yeah. Sometimes you want nuts. Sometimes you don't. Oh yeah. Almond Joy got nuts. Yeah. Sometimes mounds I don't. feel like my nuts. Does mounds ha- not have nuts? Mounds is no nuts. Yeah. Almond Joy is nuts. Yeah. Because why would the one without nuts be called Almond Joy? I don't know. Well, if it's mounds, I feel like you'd have a mound of nut in there. Yeah, we thought it was yeah. created by the Almond Brothers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he who worships coconut. And they're they're will... happy. It's Almond Joy because there's no nuts in it. They were allergic yeah. to nuts. So they still created the other the mounds, you know. But yeah. <laughs> Let's keep going. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, backstory. George Washington, the $1 bill George Washington. That's all he was ever known for. Um Awarded a bunch of Revolutionary War veterans uh, a bunch of land in what is now Ohio. Uh, that He gave everyone like uh, that survived the war and helped out in the war Some like plots. 600 acres of land each on, in Ohio. There was really – there was no uh, Europe, you know, people of European descent there yet. Yeah. So I'm um, a peon. Yeah. European. <laughs> everyone's pooping. Yep. <laughs> um, so they went to settle there and they found – Tons of Indian burial mounds, okay? No nuts in these graves, these mass graves. Um, But one was very different. Uh, So this whole segment really ends up being about serpent mound. Um, Yeah. It's it's a pretty cool looking, it's a cool looking big like snake mound that's like a, uh, what is it, 11 or 1,330 feet long. Uh, It looks like it's eating a big egg. Um, Right. But... uh, it kind of just looks like a really cool thing that would be at like a putting green, or a, like a miniature golf yeah, place, yeah, yeah. you know? Like, exactly. um, or maybe like an old 1970s skate park where you yes, literally had snake yeah, runs yeah. and it looked like exactly. that. Just, you know, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, dipping uh, and ripping back and forth. Yeah, and, and there was no it, – it was apparently weird because there was no bodies found in it, but mm-hmm. there was a bunch of mounds right around it that were full of bodies yeah. and stuff too. So uh, we get our first children's alert this episode. So um, he comes on. He's like, when you see – the Great Serper Mound <laughs> in Ohio. It's massively huge. <laughs> Which I'm like, massively huge. Yeah. I guess massively I probably said shit just like yeah, that. Yeah. But um, And it can't 
really be appreciated when you're standing there looking at it. What we have here is meant to be seen from the sky. And so it's once again the fallacy of anything big must only be for people flying over it to see, which again we've also talked about. Yeah, because they believed in, like every religion, believed in sky gods. So, of course, they're like, hey, gods that are up in the stars or wherever, look down and see the shit, you know? So. One one point, and I don't know, I kind of wrote it before Snake Mound, so I think maybe we passed through it, but uh, that they're just like, all these people did these things, and now there was something that happened, and now we're here today. So I will think it's pretty interesting that there's a lost knowledge that happened from, like, making pyramids, making mounds, doing all these large feats right that then we can't oh they got big foot yeah, fetishes yeah, okay. yeah yeah the bigger feet uh, the better yeah. well again kind of going on the unexplained shit right there still is some stuff out there where it's like it is oh, weird yeah. that you know yeah all these people did stuff yeah and like a lot of that just didn't make its way to today right and so, so and so, yeah cuz they talk about that all the time yeah. uh and they, and they specifically talk about it with building technology which uh, we right. get the first appearance of one of my favorites on the show in this episode but uh for a little more background about Serpent Mound, uh, 1,330 feet long. Um, it's the largest effigy. <laughs> uh, come on. It's only half the size of your dick, okay? Um, it's, you know, uh, baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, your dick is literally like probably at the shopping center <laughs> across the street or at the yeah, freeway entrance. Else, yeah. um, but, uh, oh, yeah, that's yeah. just Steve's dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the blood gets real old right. towards the tip, well, so you're going to want to mound it and push it back through. It's just battered and injured and yeah, like yeah. falling off. And, some well, weird hobolos right. living under right. one of the parts of the shaft. It used to be twice. You don't even have a, a dick head anymore. It's yeah. just a dead mound. shaft because yeah. half of it's rotted. <laughs> Yeah, there's like four, driven off from there's, before. There's like four old stolen bikes inside right. of it. Yeah. <laughs> there's always animals eating at it and yeah, picking yeah, at it and yeah. stuff and birds and so. Yeah. There's someone who just harvests the old blood and sells right. that to you yeah. know, <laughs> different people. Yeah, just new age stores. You yeah, know. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's the largest effigy mound in the world. Uh, you know, oddly, like I said, not constructed for burials, uh, but it is uh, like three thousand years old. So that's right. pretty ancient Indians yeah, there. Yeah. You know, so. Um, but, uh, it was also, this was like the kind of part that is needlessly, they're needlessly obsessed with this, like right. in terms of like, it's, it's conspiracy theory. They, they introduced that it was built on the side of a giant five mile wide meteor crater from 300 million, mil, million years ago, million years ago, uh, tons of magnetic anomalies, which you would, you would totally understand yeah. because it's a meteor. He, um, he yeah. and, uh, and the natives, uh, they literally go into, like we've said before, the natives were upset. There is a guy in the episode that's like the expert on Superman, but he's never in it again. He kind of yeah. looks like an old prospector porn star. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know uh, that classic yeah, look of you know, prospector yeah, porn that star real sexy genre. Prospector that knows like yeah. he, you know, he can do Ooh, himself yeah. pretty, pretty himself up and you bang some chicks. You want me to see that, <laughs> didn't you? Yeah, you come oh, on yeah. over here now. Come on, dig in some crevices and I find <laughs> yeah. some gold. I'm mining for juice. Yeah. I'm going to use my pickaxe <laughs> and get on up in that and claim that territory. Right. Ow! You're just like hammering your dick into my butt cheek. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to be going to town and making some money yeah, here. There's already a crack right yeah. next to it. Why do I need that crack? I got to make a new one. What if, what if that vein ain't yeah. got no brown gold yeah. in here? He, he has his own uh, Sibian, yeah. but that's him just painting for gold, <laughs> pulling the machine back and forth like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're lucky you're yeah. paying me for this. <laughs> um, How else would I do? Yeah. 
<laughs> like it's a sad life where he's only ever paid women for yeah. sex. Um, why, but yeah. why is that sad? But <laughs> <laughs> uh, those normal. Let's move on. Um, but, uh, <laughs> uh, oh, this really cool transition from my sad life. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, so yeah, there's magnetic anomalies all over this fucker. Which makes total sense. Space-born rocks, all that shit. There's like uh, iridium in there, which is really a, like one of the rarest metals on Earth. Yeah. Um, and uh, mixed with some like al- uh, lots of aluminum and iron, right. I think. Um, the the natives would, you know, they made like lots of shit around the edge of this thing because yeah. once again, you can feel when there's big magnetic shifts, and then they go into the whole uh, right. example of the birds is, yeah, having say, that yeah. specific bone in their head or ear or whatever. Well, that, the, like the rock that right, it develops right. a magnet. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, like, they're talking about how, like, oh yeah, like, even today, you can see bird five mile wide groups of birds, yeah. just circling because they don't know where north is anymore. Right. Because you know, it's, fuck, it's fucking their compass up. So, um, Suk Alert comes on after they've explained all this. <laughs> Suk Alert comes on. We have our first <laughs> Suk Alert, um, and he goes, uh, "There are areas on the Serpent Map which have magnetic and hmm. grav and gravitational anomalies." And I'm like, "I'm a gravitation." <laughs> Gravitational anomalies? What the fuck are you talking about? Like, right, right. Like he he slips like it it's in, like and they, bouncing. Yeah, or he something? slips it in, and they cut away as if gravity has changed from nine point eight feet per whatever the fucking force yeah, of is gravity. Is this a black hole is. or something? Right. I'm like, okay, so you're talking about literal gravity wells being there. Right. What do you throw a ball next to it and it goes up instead of down? Like, right, what are you right. ta- or or is this that wacky house at Knott's Berry right. Farm? <laughs> right. Like. <laughs> I don't understand why he even mentions that. Like, yeah. I know he was just throwing shit out there, but I'm just like, come on, dude. It's yeah. not gravitational. So he just talks anomalies. out of his ass a little yeah. too much. And we, first off, we have to talk about, so we're in season three, as we've mentioned before. If you haven't listened before, season one and two are, I mean, we can just say they are, they were for sure all mostly or all shot like in the same group of shoots, yeah. you know? So like. Oh baby, I'm about to launch my group of shoots here. Um, oh, I had a tight group of shoots yeah. on this Sunday. Oh, I was so hard up. I shot a whole group of shoots. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, so we have new outfits this season. Yeah, new sets, new haircuts, especially. Yeah. Okay, extra gel. Right, and so Sooks is wearing. He is like going to a New Year's bash. He has yeah. a brown velvet suit, mm-hmm. <laughs> like shiny bright velvet. Rollo Tony Brown his, Town. His hair is. Not so much just wake up in the morning with Wavy, jizz in your yeah. hair level. It's right. like floofed and curled up. Yeah. Like he's got these two, he's like, like double pumps basically. Yeah. Or actually he's probably got like two pumps down the side, two up top, and then some yeah. back pumps. But he is looking pretty. I'm shocked he doesn't have like a ruffled shirt on in this. Or maybe like, some gold jewelry. Right. Like some like, yeah. yeah. Big, um, big thick necklace or something. Yeah, exactly. Because like, yeah, he's, he's, he's keeping it just on the side of ringmaster you know yeah. what i mean like like he's just barely not a ringmaster yeah. he's like he's like gotten the sleaze of just like right. being pseudo famous enough right. and going to some cons yeah. and then his skin's looking a, women yeah his skin's looking a little more even at least still right, very right. tan but he's not as blotchy as he was before right because right. you can imagine okay they're like if we're gonna shoot this guy in the season one and two we're gonna shoot this fucking guy boom and he's gonna <laughs> yeah he, you know that he can talk for twelve fucking hours straight about right. this shit. And so just he glisten, right? So he's probably just like, yeah, like for yeah, like yeah, fucking. Yeah. So by the end of it, I'm just sure some of the episodes of he coke. looks very. Yeah, he's got bags under his eyes. He's all blotchy yeah. and weird. And uh, I would love to do like a day in the life of Sooks, and it's just oh, like yeah. him in a man thong going to like the tanning bed with like <laughs> right. the dumb little thing over his yeah. eyes, and yeah. just like eating weird like you know pastas, right? Goes <laughs> <laughs> to like an apothecary to get his yeah. hair product mixed yeah. or yeah. something, and it's just like. 
horse sweat and lizard yeah. liver yeah. mashed up or some shit and you know yes classic lizard yeah i'm just saying like all no, the weird all no, the no, weird no, new no. agey shit or whatever yeah. but yeah and then yeah someone takes a an old cow dick and right. that's what they roll around <laughs> to make his hair quaff up right. as exactly yeah they heat it up in yeah. the microwave yeah. surprisingly not very new age like, yeah yeah <laughs> that's the one oh, thing where it falls off we must put it in our uh, gravitational incubator yeah. and <laughs> heat it up because the friction of gravity is yeah. the hottest friction we must in the world divert the energy away but in at the <laughs> right. same time yeah Ah, oh, that sounds very balanced. Yeah. And very <laughs> I like what you're doing there. <laughs> He's just full New York yeah. Jew now. Yeah, yeah. I like what yeah. you're doing It's there. great. Now jerk me off right. for $20. Now give it, now put the cow dick in my hair. Yeah. <laughs> Ram it down my goddamn yeah. throat because I'm a fucking hog. Ooh, about to have a goo alert here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now he's just once again Woody yeah. Allen. <laughs> oh, I uh, like you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway... Uh, uh, again, birds get fucked up. Very rare er- uh, element. Iridium is found there. Uh, Phil Coppins comes on uh, to talk about how, you know, apparently because he's the fucking, again, why don't they have uh, Michael, or I think it's Michael Denon, the USC physicist, or mm-hmm. have Robert Schock, Geology Jesus, uh, on to talk about the minerals, you know, like, but anyway, Coppins is on. He's like, oh, Iridium's super rare and fucking yeah, crazy. Yeah, why would anyone have want Earth? to have to do with anything? Yeah, like and, and so it can get insanely hot. It can reach over... Uh, over 2,000 degrees Celsius. Like, and yeah. so it's it's this, like, gnarly space, mostly space-borne uh, metal. I'm just so. imagining going, so what does that mean? And him just, like, blindly looking, just, <laughs> right. just shrugging his shoulder. Right. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Phil. <Yeah. laughs> I just read the note yeah. on the cue card <laughs> that you forced me to read. Um, you said yeah. you had my family at <laughs> gunpoint. <laughs> <laughs> if I did not do this, you would murder them all. Yeah. If I didn't do this, you would let them go. Because <laughs> he wants them Yeah, dead. he wants them. <laughs> um, oh, the Coppins kids are so fucking annoying, dude. <laughs> Never call the Coppins kids, yeah. okay? Or else we will yeah. come for you. Hey, Dad, I just got this new baseball game in my <laughs> internet. I don't know what the fuck. My I'm internet. Doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so all of this makes sense because it was a giant five-mile-wide or whatever meteor that right. made a five-mile right. crater. You know, so Just as in Uconda, <laughs> Wakanda, oh. <laughs> where they lived off the You the mixed crater. Wakanda yeah. and Anaconda. <laughs> yeah. Don't want none of Now, the yeah. stars of Black Panther, I bet they got some Anacondas gone. Some big veiners, yeah. huh? <laughs> and uh, we're just <laughs> hey, it's a compliment. Come on. Uh, um, yeah, they lived off the rock of which had exploded. Right, right. So they lived. So, so Dwayne the Rock Johnson just helped yeah. them eat, mm-hmm. gave them shelter. They lived yeah. on his body physically. Hey, you guys. <laughs> oh, that's a classic rock. Hey, you guys. Because yeah, he always has an up and down. You want to smell what my cock. <laughs> that sounds like The Rock Eastwood. Or yeah, Clint, no, I know. Clint I know. The I know, Rock I know. Eastwood. Because kind of ah, fuck it. I can't do <laughs> no, it on there. <laughs> do you smell what The Rock is cooking? <laughs> Punks? Do huh? you? Huh? <laughs> Did I come four times or six? <laughs> Classic Eastwood or The Rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what a uh, Grand Torino was about. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, they're they're asking like. Basically, like a really dumb question just was like, like a uh, Coppins comes on and he goes, now we have three elements, iron, iridium, and uranium, which wouldn't be of any use to Native Americans. So the question is, to who are they of use? Right. And it's like, it was a know. meteor that crashed and brought those three elements. Yeah. It doesn't and have it to be of use to anyone. It right. was a fucking crazy uh, Thing. celestial event yeah. that yeah. happened yeah. on Earth. It's not like the meteor went, 
I've got to deliver these goods to the Native Americans so that uh, they can figure out alien tool. Like, you know, like, yeah. it's not like it was a big delivery. It wasn't fucking alien Amazon right. fucking, like, sending a bunch of metal yeah. so that the Indians can make tools out of it or something. It's a really dumb yeah. question. Like, I use them prime. <laughs> <laughs> Me save yeah, heap yeah, big wampum. Yeah. <laughs> this is probably as bad as the uh, big dick yeah, Black Panther sorry, thing. But, sorry. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the sequel, yeah, right? Yeah. Black Panther and then Big Dick Black, Black Panther, Panther thing. Yeah. That's just like the really lazily named porn parody. Yeah, it's like yeah. <laughs> not like Black Hand Job or Panther. Yeah, yeah. It's like Big Dick Black Panther Third thing. You know that thing. Yeah. Um so ancient astronaut theorists, of course, believe that aliens were mining iridium and other elements in this meteor crater. Um but again, the meteor just brought the, the elements yeah, that like would make me think you know, like isn't there other planets they could probably just right, get this from right exactly yeah. like i'm sure there are much closer or asteroids out of the, the same belt. right of the same or in their own fucking right. solar system trillions of miles away and not travel to earth to mine for you know i don't know so it's just um, a weird leap to take when you don't even know why they would right. mine it and that a, there's probably yeah. other ways to get it more exactly densely, right you know. they're they're saying well of course they must use iridium uh, for the outside of the, the hulls of their ships. And I'm like, you have no fucking clue right, how they're right. traveling. What right, if they're right. not traveling fast, so they don't need friction projection? They're just traveling through space-time wormholes right, or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like they don't need to travel through. I don't fucking know. Yeah, now yeah, I'm speculating yeah. just as much as them, but at least I'm aware right, <laughs> that right, I'm doing right. it. So uh, we cut to um, the Shawnee and Zuni, which the Zuni tribe and the Zuni tribe leader has been on quite a bit before. Um, and, uh, they believe that this, uh, crater is a marker for their star ancestors. So we got into it a lot before, um, and they, they do about five minutes on the native American religions in the area. And I'm like, that's great. But they, they always have that tone as if this is actual evidence, right? right. Like, I'm like, okay, like, that's great. You believe in X, Y, and Z, but that doesn't really mean anything other than now I know you believe in that. Right. But as we mentioned, as they mentioned on this show later, th- some of those same tribes people worshipped airplanes in the early nineteen or the mid nineteen hundreds, right, right? Because right. they never saw them before. So, yeah. um, anyway, uh, the serpent uh, mound—we're still on that—was aligned to the constellation Draconis, uh, five, which would have been in its apex five thousand years ago. That that makes sense. They yeah. just said it was apparently three thousand years old, but. Uh, three thousand year old butt. Ugh, yeah. Gross. Um, Dusty as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, the the pier- the Giza pyramids are also aligned to the constellation Draconis. Yeah. So once again, they're going into, um, you know that that they were astronomically, uh, or yeah, astronomically yeah. obsessed. Uh, right. Which again, like all cultures were, every culture yeah, was yeah. obsessed with the stars, uh, and the sky and the sun and all the patterns of, of the moon yeah, and yeah. all that stuff and the coils of the serpent align with the lunar cycle and the equinox and the solstices. Yep. Um, and so I bet I love my solstices. <laughs> hey, summer solstices. You're my summer solstice, I don't like those winter solstices because they're so cold, sister. Okay. Um, that's a good ending point. But um, uh, see we'll later, edit guys. that out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's this isn't any different from other megaliths around the world, of which right. we've explored many of on this very show. So um, the outcropping uh, was made of dolomite, not to be confused yeah. with the black exploitation film uh, dolomite. dolomite, but. Uh, and they theorized that that they used it as maybe like this thunder conductor uh, because dolomite is very. It's he said it's 
extremely semiconductive, which I know that's a science term and he's not wrong because yeah, yeah, yeah. there's conductor, semiconductor, and not yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, um, but it just sounds funny. It's like yeah. massively huge or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. But um, I've got an extreme semi going right, right now. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I was thinking of. Like the, yeah. a fucking, <laughs> oh, I have like a huge chub going just right on yeah. the edge. Just one more pump of blood yeah. and it's going to be fully taut. Ooh, from fruit leather. Tooth fruit, tooth <laughs> leather. I don't know. Remember those fruit leathers in the school where it was like oh, the, like a fruit roll up. Yeah, but they were like the thick, yeah, like yeah, yeah. government branded ones. Did you wrap you know? that around your dick or something? Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. How else and would the dog eat it? Yeah, how else would daddy <laughs> feel good right. when he ate? exactly? <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, beyond the dad fucking, yeah. Uh, once again, so this dolomite block is like fallen. The, the problem I had with this part of it, so they're saying that this big dolomite, like, obelisk-shaped thing, yeah. and it looks like it was clearly carved, at least from the part that's sticking up out of the ground. Um, they were saying that, oh, this was in the center of, like, the eye or the egg that it looks like. It looks like the serpent's eating an egg. Right. And so, and they make, you know, in the little CG recreation, they make it look like it's an obelisk that's attracting all the thunder, the lightning bolts, because it's another highly magnetized area. Yeah. Because of all the stone being semiconductive around there. So... Uh, makes kind of sense, but they don't give you any sort of geographical reference. So, like, the guy is standing in the forest, this kind of one-off guy that's an expert on the Serpent Mountain. He's like, I call this the Dolomite Stone, and uh, it's because it's so close to the mound. But he's in a forest that looks like 300 feet in any direction, there's nothing but more forest. Right. So, And the Serpent Mound is in a clearing of trees up higher I guess it could have rolled down. I don't know. Like, right. I'm, It's not a big point that I'm – it's not a big point Stressing, of contention, yeah. but it's just like – I guess it's, it's very weird, much a yeah. theory of like, oh, this was up there once and yeah. collecting, you know, lightning bolts. So, um, and then of course the leap is, and then supplying power to alien ships because they're landing there, right? Right. right. Once again, we have the oh, they could only land where there's fucking geographical markers, and they, they can't scan the entire planet. Yeah. Because they're capable of interstellar travel, right, right, which right. is far more advanced than a GPS system yeah. or basic radar or sonar or something, too. Mm-hmm. So um, we get our first appearance of a man I'm calling the bald Brit, uh, Nick Redfern. He is a, a mainstay on the show pretty much after this point. Yeah. Um, he's the author of a lot of books, but he's the author of a, a book called Memoirs of a Monster Hunter. Um, so go check that out. I did not. I did not check it out. I forgot. I was going to like look up and give a little background. I was I think, looking up uh, mammaries with monster <laughs> swingers. Mammoirs of a monster cunt. <laughs> yeah, monster hangers. Yeah, and it's like it's like yeah. it's kind of a, a gilf like a grandma I'd like to fuck porn where it's like yeah. meaner old ladies, but then they end up fucking the yeah. dude. You and know, and they have huge, huge, tits. big hangers. So big mammers. <laughs> um, but yeah, he. I, I I figured at least if we're going to call these guys out. Just like the show does, every time they're on screen, they're always promoting what they're the yeah. expert at or author of. So, uh, author of Memoirs of a Monster Hunter. I'll get a little more info on him next time um, yeah. and uh, a little background. But uh, anyway, he's a very, like, so he kind of looks like uh, the singer Moby or Powder, like the character Powder in the movie Powder about the albino guy. Um, super bald, earring yeah. on the left. What does that mean? Straight. Oh, That's okay. an arrow. All right. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, he just likes to fucking party. Right. He comes on. With kind of a non, you know, he, he's very much, I, I quoted him because he's new, he's a mainstay, and because he, he, in this first appearance, like, 
portrays himself as a classic ancient astronaut theorist guy, mm-hmm. even though he tends to seem more level-headed about things. But um, he's kind of like a British Jason Martell, not in his racial stuff, but just right. like he's a little he's a little bland. He's a little straight. He never really has any inflections yeah. and stuff like that. So he comes on. He's like, um, when I look at our history of building ancient monuments like the Sphinx and the pyramids, what it tells me that no matter how technologically advanced we are today, We've lost a knowledge of something tremendous that came thousands and thousands of years ago. And it's a tragedy that we've forgotten how to utilize it. But we've relegated it to the realm of folklore and mythology. And I'm yeah. like, again, like he's talking about building, building methods and things like mm-hmm. that. And I get what he's saying. But as we've said before, and hey, I mean, I'd love to have a discussion about this because my theory really is human beings are the ultimate fuck the old way, how do we improve that and move on to the next yeah. thing? How do we make this more efficient? How do we do less work for more output? We're constantly about efficiency, right? So, mm-hmm. and pe- and again, look at how much our, you know, everyone's like, like, Suk's point is always, uh, there was, you know, we, we were, or, or let's let's do the, the Childress one yeah. where he's like, we were only a few hundred years removed from cavemen and now yeah, we're building yeah. all and all this shit and it's like they're always He's talking about right? <laughs> <laughs> He's he's talking about the boom this yeah. apparent boom of knowledge and scientific discovery and all and technology technology and yeah. so uh but look at where we were in 1890 compared to 1990 so yes for about 5000 years you know if we're going from from the pyramids mm-hmm. to through the old west. Yeah. Not much really changed other than we used more wood. Um oh here's Who also doesn't? right. Here's an excellent point. Um uh I verified it later, but uh I was playing the game Assassin's Creed Origins, which is mm-hmm. all in ancient Egypt. And the that team, that developer is really known for getting even though the story is mildly fantastical, they love basing hyper real shit and having real facts and yeah. recreating the cities and all that stuff. One of the little like loading screen, like like they give you like tips, tricks, or fun facts about yeah. Egypt was that wood was such a rare commodity in Egypt. No matter what wood structure was built, no one ever threw away wood ever. Mm. So if an old house was rotting and shitty and whatever, they would go and salvage whatever good wood they could use and build a fucking wheelbarrow out of it or shit like shit that like anything that they could do to not waste wood because they lived in a fucking desert. Right. You know, and so And palm trees don't have good wood. Right. Exactly. So um yeah, trees that were I think cypress trees and some others are like the the only trees out there and you had to get them from like area known as like green mountain as you got more to like um cyrene up in the in the mountains to the north Mm -hmm. of egypt which was much more green because it was high altitude so you had more rivers and waterfalls and shit too but you had to fucking go thousands of feet up a mountain to get trees you know so that were usable so again to my point of because we stopped real we figured out better ways than giant stone blocks to build houses and buildings and long-lasting shelters you didn't need to do that anymore. Why? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like contractors or handymen that yeah. that are doing they're they're putting they're remodeling a kitchen today. They don't go, man. It was so much more cool and advanced when uh, 150 years ago you had to like make your own chisel before you used it, right. and then you had to like sharpen it on a stone wheel that you had to make. So that's three months right there making the tools yeah. you need to use. And I and isn't it wasn't it better when we used to have to hand crank a drill into wood or stone? No one's fucking saying that right, because right, in right. three seconds you can drill something that took three hours before. So oh, yeah. yeah, if you've ever, if you've ever hand screwed in something oh, to God. a wall yeah. or wood, torture, or absolute torture, <laughs> power drill because yeah. your power drill died and you're like fuck, I just got to finish right. this last yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, gotta crank it. Out. It is a nightmare. Right. 
your fucking wrist is dying or what you know what I mean yeah, like because it's because yeah. it's usually not your jerk wrist yeah and it's usually so opposite right and so but yeah it's it's that's exactly that it's something yeah. on even that small a scale times a billion actions because in in the future you wouldn't just be screwing something into a drywall wall anchor to hang a picture yeah. There was no drywall. There was no anchors. There was no plastic anchors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was no, you know, so let alone all the other power tools and saws and shit we have to. So, again, this whole thing of like, oh, we've lost this and it was better. And I'm like, yeah, but it yeah, wasn't yeah. better. Yeah. Yes, it was stone and it was a massive effort. But can you imagine if it took 100 years to build everyone's house? <laughs> you know, right, like right, right. nobody would do that. So and again, while they were building the big permanent structures, they built less permanent structures. But when you only lived 40, 50 years. Who gives if a fuck that, yeah, you know, at that yeah. time? So um, we don't make things to last forever now. Yeah. We make things for a use case now. Yeah. The amount of inventory on that housing market back then with right. all that overturning. Right. Fucking insane, bro. Right. Yeah. Okay. Fuck, man. If I go right. back in time, yeah. I'd be a real estate agent back okay. in ancient Egypt. Eight <laughs> percent on all right. that shit. Four times over in one lifetime. Yeah. Crawls, oh, crawls out of the time machine. Yeah. Immediately gets eaten by an alligator yeah. or a crocodile oh, or whatever. Shit. Yeah. Swoops down by yeah. a giant fucking eagle that hey. used to live back there. Karma, huh? Sick. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, see you. As his yeah, as his amputated hand is the last thing. Yeah. Throwing the shock out. around. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we move now. To the beginning, the origins of everyone's favorite religion, Mormonism. So uh, <laughs> this whole next segment is about, uh, and this is kind of the most Old Westy feeling, I guess, but uh, they call me Old Westy, and I'm yeah. the bestie, and having my hands resty on your testes. Yeah. <laughs> that and I'll drop well. it on your chest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, shooting ropes on your chest. <laughs> um, so we go over the story of Sir Joseph Smith. No, he wasn't a knight, but... Yeah. Uh, Joseph Smith was the father of Mormonism. So for a quick – it gives a quick recap of his of his whole story. Uh, in 1823 in like western New York, this place called Palmyra or Palmyra, New York, Joseph had a vision of a humanoid man named Moroni. Mm-hmm. He was this glowing dude. Uh, he could float. Uh, he was lighting yeah. up the room and stuff. Um, came to him in the night and uh, came on him in the night. <laughs> Sorry, Mormon. But uh, but then uh, he ascended back into the air, and the room went dark. The next morning, and it's kind of anticlimactic because they're like, "Yeah." And then the next morning, he came right back to talk to Joseph again. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. So, why, hey, bro, wouldn't it be cool to like stay up all night and find the tablets right. and, this and then and never whatever. to be seen again? And right. Then was inspired to do all this other <laughs> exactly. Shit. Yeah. It's like no, he's just my fucking yeah. imaginary right. friend now. See you tomorrow. Out. Yeah. <laughs> Drop dead, Morona. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, comes back the next morning. Um, Oh, sorry. In his first encounter with them, he tells him about how uh, he is a man that actually lived in the um, between the fourth and fifth century in ancient America. Um, so where Joseph was then? But hey, uh, Joseph, what's up? <laughs> Just uh, cruising on into your right. uh, cabin here. Right. Uh, you're looking pretty good, bro. Oh, thanks, man. I used to live. Uh, Good chunk of time back in the day, yeah. you know, <laughs> four or five hundred yeah. years ago. How are you? How are you here now? Is it like time travel? Are you dead in your spirit or what's uh, going on? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of like Jesus or whatever. Or whatever. Yeah. Oh, just okay. Kinda, you know, roaming around. Totally get it, bro. No further explanation needed. Tell me how to live my life. All, All right, right. I'm yeah. going to give you these little <laughs> metal plaques, and you're going to fucking Ooh. do what I say. Ooh, gold. Gold, sick baby. man. Written That's pimp. Yes, <laughs> gonna be blinged as fuck, motherfucker. Now to pay for this shit, you're gonna have to get ten percent of all these motherfuckers. To dump in and oh, pay yeah. me back because this interest is oh, going to be yeah. building. The mm. juice is running for the next 2,000 hmm. years. I'll call it tithing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I like teething too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he comes back 
the next morning, <laughs> and he shows Joseph uh, the His golden tablet. Yeah, <laughs> the golden tablets that will become the Book of Mormon. Yeah, uh, they're also written in a language apparently from Moroni's time and culture. So then he has to show Joseph some other tablets that are translating tablets. So they're right, like, like these, a Rosetta Stone, exactly. And so, um, yeah. So so he also says now. This is the big takeaway from this. Everyone has to remember the Mormon religion. And you can argue because we've talked about some on this show before. Um, it is like hardcore and ancient astronaut theorist religion. Like, right. Because Moroni himself, so their first prophet, um, tells Joseph Smith, I came from the Pleiades star cluster. Like, I right. came from this constellation over here. Live on, and, and like pretty much all of the, uh, the deity, like figure, all the divine yeah. figures, angels, God and I think God and Heavenly Father and Jesus are three separate beings. Like Heavenly Father is like the, uh, the or I'm sorry, yeah, Heavenly Father is like the God of the universe. Right. I think, and sorry if I'm wrong, but I've I've heard this from some more people before. I think, and then God is the God of Earth or like our solar yeah. system, well, and then Jesus is like the God of Earth, basically. Yeah, because so. when you die. That's yes. why they're all about being in suits and prim right. and proper. Because right. when I die, yep. I'm going to go be the lord and king right. of some other fucking random planet. Of a whole planet. Yeah. And you get to have... Randomly. Right. And you get to have all your virgin sister wives just... And which is why old Mormonism was all about polygamy and stuff like oh, that, Oh, I could too. adapt to that. So, yeah. Because yeah. they were saying, like, oh, heaven's like this. Let's create heaven on earth right. and blah, blah, blah. So, um, anyway, it's... Yeah, it's interesting that the Mormon church is... I think it's, like, the newest biggest religion or official religion or something that has like right. buildings and stuff but um and that guy who started it joseph smith is like a known swindler and yeah like fucking, oh yeah you know he was traveling he got he got murdered by his own followers while traveling yeah. across the country because moroni told him you have to go out to the west to the west coast to utah right. and that's like the promised land utah. or whatever and so yeah. and and basically and I, I believe i'm probably getting this wrong but i believe even back then there was a split between the polygamists and non-polygamists mm. in the group. But I'm not sure if that's why they killed him. But uh, the, the guys that created South Park, actually, not only is there a great episode of South Park about right. the the, in, the advent of Mormonism, but there's an old movie called um, uh, Cannibal the Something or Cannibal the Musical. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. And it's literally yeah, yeah, about yeah, yeah, Joseph yeah. Smith and Brigham Young. Right. And uh, it goes through, and, like, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, like, yeah. one of them's Joseph Smith, one's Brigham Someone Young. I know used to have that. We I've watched that a few times. And it was, like, a, a college movie for yeah. Trey because he was, like, a, a music major. Mm -hmm. So he just was, like, I'll just make a fucking movie that has the music I composed in it. So right. it's, like, a musical. So, uh, But it's all about how fucking awful the journey apparently was and getting in run-ins with, like, Native Americans, even though he yeah. was really obsessed with, like, the Native Americans, like, metaphysical, like, spirituality. Yeah, yeah. And, like... You have to understand, too, for historical context, and that's part of why I like this episode a lot, too, is, like, the the Old West, as we see it, or the frontier, was literally and figuratively a moving away from classic European values of the East Coast. So all right. the original colonies on the East Coast of America were still having holdovers from, you know, Puritanism and uh, Old Catholicism. Right. Well, and, all, and all that, all the U.S. was started because they wanted to move away from that of Europe, and then they right. just kept moving away to go do whatever the fuck they exactly. want. Exactly. So you get a lot of new ideas coming out, new religious ideas, and and, and levels of spirituality. Like tran we'll talk about it later, but transcendentalism was uh, transcendentalism was born out of this time, which is kind of a non-religion religion. You know, it's more of a spiritual yeah. philosophy about the world, but much more metaphysical and kind of like the Native Americans, much more like. Connected to everything kind of religion, yeah, as opposed yeah. to this is our story from this place on Earth and blah, right. blah, blah. So, um, 
Anyway, yeah, you got 9 million current Mormon church members. It might be a little more because this episode is 2011, but uh, church full of ancient astronaut theorists, you know, saying that, hey, these, these are our, you know, prophet and deities are all people from other galaxies and stuff like yeah. that. So um, anyway, Coppins comes on, nothing interesting, but just to mention that um, other uh, Native American uh, tribes and their own burial mounds, they've also found um, uh, writing tablets just like Joseph Smith supposedly received to translate the text of the of the Book of Mormon, right. the early Book of Mormon stuff. It's not proof. They don't show any of it. Well, they show a picture of one, but it's not like a real one. Yeah. Plus, honestly, like I'm not trying to be a dick needlessly, but it's like that could have been any artifact from anywhere. Right. So I don't know. I'm not saying they're shitty on the show or anything, but um, we get one appearance of a guy who is a professor of anthropology at USC. He's kind of a he's I don't think I've ever seen him again. I only wrote him down because his name is Talk Thompson. T O K Thompson normal. <laughs> like I'm like, what kind of name is Talk? You know, yeah. it's like the first syllable of token, but um and he's just, you know, fucking pony uh ponytailed white guy. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. He just comes on to to uh reiterate and, and break it down that the Mormon religion, all of their deities are uh interplanetary Space, beings. Yeah. So um uh Joseph Smith believes that the natives could guide him to what he called the new Zion, which was like Utah. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, his own people killed him. Uh, Brigham Young uh, was his successor, one of his loyal followers or whatever that survived. He ended up leading the Mormons, the early Mormons, to Utah, like eventually. Right. Um, and an Indian leader in the area told him, uh, oh, they'd entered God's own house, which, right. you know, they were they they believed like, you know, they were a little more in tune with the Indian religion, mixing it with kind of a Christ- pseudo-Christianity thing, too. Mm-hmm. And so... That could have meant anything, though, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. So, But, of course, they believe, oh, that means we're here. So, um, Sukes comes on and talks about how in Utah there are ordinary petroglyphs of, of, uh, of you know, people killing buffaloes and everyday, right. everyday stuff. Like, he gets all weird and, like, old man yeah. about it. But he goes, but there's also depictions of, like, weird beings and spacemen and spaceships and, and planets and stuff. And he wonders, why? You know, but I'm like... Humans have drawn the normal and the fantastical since we could draw. Right, like, right, right. We've on, again on this on ancient aliens itself. Petroglyphs from ten thousand years ago are depicting normal people fight, running after tigers yeah. and also sky gods right. and giant birds and shit like that too. So, I mean, we make comic books today, but that doesn't mean superheroes are real. Or right, that, right. It does. It also mm. doesn't mean that we've witnessed Superman. Right, right. Because his logic we've is into our heads. Right. Yeah. His logic is people only ever draw what they've seen before, and I'm right. like, no, well, like not necessarily. Yeah. The human imagination is just like it all drives everything. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So even the way we interpret things we've seen is all completely filtered through the imagination. So, right, right. Um, you know, the the our capacity for symbolic thought. So. Um, as opposed to animals, which are much more literal-minded things, they live yeah, moment yeah. to moment more than us, where we can perceive time in you know Blah. more vast yeah, yeah, ways yeah, and all yeah. that shit too. So um, we head to Great Falls, Montana, in 1865. So this is like the first documented UFO crash in the Old West. So again, this is the end of the Civil War era, so pretty long right. time ago. Uh, some trapper saw lights in the sky breaking apart, crashing. He tracked down a few, you know, the the, the the lights a few miles away the next day, and he found what he described as a large stone that had cracked open and had chambers inside. Right, And a right, strange right. liquid was pouring out all over, and it was a big pool of it around. And he saw also hieroglyphic drawings on there, too. So yeah. uh, this was also, again, for context, 100 years before, like, Roswell. Actually, like, 80 years, but still right. plenty of time. Um, that kind of 
they kind of leave that at that, and then they go on yeah. to the Blackfoot Indians in Montana, of which I am like 8%. Um, but uh, <laughs> they also describe that they believe in star people like every other Indian tribe. Right, right. Um, nothing special there. So Andrew Collins comes on, Cockney Collins. Uh, again, he's like Phil Collins fucking doppelganger. <laughs> Um, but uh, he talks about the Blackfoot's description of their sky people being the same as aliens and UFOs. And for people that have watched the first couple of seasons of the show, that's no, that's not new information. You know, right. But they're just reintroducing it here because it's all about mostly Native Americans. Um, and he's like, very proud legends and myths that quite clearly have come down from a sky world in their sky vehicles. And he's like, again, people can read, hear, listen to the sentence and say, like when you say the term quite clearly, yeah, that makes your brain go, "Oh, this is a fact coming up." Right, like, right this is illustrating right. something real, but it's not. He's just describing their philosophy. Shit. Yeah, yeah. So just be careful as you watch this or watch anything or listen to yeah. anyone, and they sound. Listen just to their vocabulary and like sounding smart is not the same thing as being talk. Yeah, yeah, talking about something real. So, um, uh, anyway, yeah, Andrew. Collins, I want to give a little background on him too. So, uh, Andrew Collins is a classic ancient astronaut theorist. He's written a fuck ton of books. The one that they do in the first couple seasons he's on here is the Cygnus mystery. So he's obsessed. He has like other books about like, uh, the technology of Egypt, all, all shit we've talked about. And there's been episodes about on this show. And when you look at his like Amazon page, it literally looks like almost titles of the first two seasons Mm -hmm, of the show, mm -hmm. the episode. So, um, but he is obsessed with the constellation Cygnus because, his theory is that every old culture was also obsessed with the constellation Cygnus, right. which I think is the <clears throat> the swan or the bird, one of the bird constellations. Um, and he says that like his whole thing with that that book is like um, all these cultures, you know, built all their shit to coincide with Cygnus, even though we just heard about Draconis being like yeah. you know, all the big things being built towards. So I don't know. Um, and that like I guess they describe, or I, I was reading kind of a the uh, overview of his book on Amazon. And it was like. And by the end of it, he talks about how a um, mysterious energy has been coming down from Cygnus since our since humanity's birth, right? And our DNA has literally been shaped by it. And I'm like, okay, I don't get. And you know, I didn't read the book to be fair, but yeah. he's kind of just saying that our DNA is star stuff, which Carl Sagan also mm-hmm. said. We're all just made from the same elements as everything else in the universe. So right, right. Um, there's lots of leaps here. Um, they're asking like, oh, were the hieroglyphs on that stone cracked craft the same as on the golden tablets? I'm like. Mm-hmm. This is 30 years later. They're two different fucking right, right, plate. Right. You know what I mean? So um, this is Steve's favorite part here. So Chief Standing Elk um, is here, and he's got that pretty cool bar, and he talks yeah. about how uh, the hieroglyphs on his bar were given to him by his by how his – because he's saying that our star gods are telepathic. They live on a different frequency. So interdimensional kind of shit, you know. Um, yeah, they just came into his mind and yeah. talked to him, and he can understand them. Right. And they speak a fucked up language, but right. it's fine because he knows what they're saying. Yeah. And again, it's like we don't want to be dicks, but he looks like he bought that outfit he's wearing yeah. that day at Party City or may- right. maybe a nice rental company. Right, you right, know, right. Like, uh, And also – I mean, I guess he couldn't have because I don't think any places sell that anymore because it's kind of considered racially right, problematic right, right. to just sell an Indian chief thing. But, um, but yeah, he just holds up this this girder looking thing. It's like three feet long. Yeah, it's beautifully made. Yeah, I mean, like the 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 symbols it like on a, it. It looks like a prop in an yeah. alien movie. I think or the, they must have laser cut it into there. Yeah, unless they're, unless they're, they're like, decals or something. Yeah, but they didn't they, look like decals, they were embedded so. and they look perfectly machine made. Like yeah. they're way too symmetrical and all that stuff too. So. Which must mean they're aliens, yeah. you know. Course, and he but. doesn't ever tell us what the fuck it says. No, he just says they're universal laws. And I'm like, okay, would it be nice to know Right, that? what these laws Even are. Even if it was just, be a good person, 
do something. Don't waste yeah. the animal, you know. Right, right. Love each other, like whatever those were. Like, yeah. I don't know. So, um, and it's that's the kind of thing too. It's like you're introducing these grandiose things. At least give the people some credit, so it doesn't give people like Steve and I the chance to just make fun of them because you don't really give them any chance to right. like justify their existence on the show. Right, right, so, right. So, um, just kind of a bummer. But I'm sure, I don't know. That that guy, the way he talked, he's yeah. probably one of those guys that the, the guys that were doing the interview were like, "Okay, that's enough, chief. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, thanks. You know, here's yeah. your coupons for free burritos or yeah. whatever." Just I don't know. wait. <laughs> I've got more to say. The bar has more yeah. to tell about yeah. the world and life and <laughs> the deal they got going on at Shakey's right yeah. now. Yeah, and his okay, hand- his handler is just like, "Just let him go. Right, just, exactly. This is good yeah. for him. Yeah, it'll it'll be nice. He's gonna you know, he's gonna make his day. He's yeah. gonna be real happy." <laughs> Going to go to Thrifty's later and get some yeah. ice cream. He just likes to, you know, we call him that because he just likes to stand in front of, like, the these fake deer at this playground yeah. outside. So we call him Standing Elk, and he thinks he's, like, can yeah. talk to the deer. Right, right. <laughs> they help him out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they go so, on adventures. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, all, it's all right there on the bar. We've, yeah. you, know, we, you know, we spelled it out. If you, yeah. You know, if you unravel those words, they're just English that talk about his adventures with, you yeah. know, the yeah. deer folk and everything. Right, right. So um, we move west further to... The old time of town of Tombstone, Arizona. <laughs> Getting located <laughs> again. Yeah. Arizona. Um, so for those that don't know, for some of our international listeners uh, that might not know, Tombstone, you can watch multiple movies based around Tombstone, but uh, this is the home of the famous like cowboy or sheriff, whatever, Wyatt Earp. Um, right. The famous shootout at the OK Corral. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the literally the movie Tombstone is like with Val Kilmer and yeah. uh, Kirk De- or Richard... Kirk Douglas? No, that's his no, dad. No, no, no. The fuck's his name? Whatever. Yeah. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. There we go. Uh, totally different person. But uh, uh, yeah, it's all about you know the romanticized version of their whole deal together and right, po- right. Like being a posse and killing bad guys and whatever. So um, they do talk about though how there's this idea of what they'll later call in the episode like the Thunderbird sightings mm-hmm. um, that are seen in Arizona and California. So. They they see this you know ranchers and cowboys they describe in the 1890s like oh there's this giant um, metal bird that looks like it has the body of an alligator or something mm-hmm. so kind of scaled or shiny or whatever right. um, and uh, it's always around the area surrounding Tombstone yeah. and apparently like cows are get are dying or getting mutilated or whatever so you know their fucking crops and shit are getting fucked up or whatever not crop circles they're just saying they're burning crops right, and killing right, animals right, right. Um, and. Some of these cowboys and, st- and rangers try to shoot at this thing, and they say that the bullets bounced off their leathery skin or whatever. So they're saying that, of course, it's like a metal craft. Yeah, so yeah. then Sooks come on, come come on, and he come to tell. Uh, he basically just comes on to like not corroborate that, but just basically to say that hey, the old west had a lot of crazy stories. Yeah. Like he gets all like a little kid, a lot and he's of weird like, shit happening. Yeah. He's like, in the old west, we have the stories of the Tommyknockers and the Ghost Rider and Ghost Trains. Like he gets yeah. all charged up. And uh, he's like, he's like, so were all those stories campfire stories invented on the spot, or were they based in some type of truth? Right. I think my impressions come together just by making sure I'm pronouncing th as duh. duh. I don't know duh. why. Like it puts me in that zone yeah. more. Um, and I'm kind of like, yeah, this was the era. Just like we talked about, and this episode talks about the the opening of the American mind, basically as right. we travel across the frontier. So, and this was like the birth of the tall tale and like all new forms of science fiction was born out of this time. So all new, very free expression kind of new 
genres and thought process and things yeah. like that. There wasn't a lot of documentation. There wasn't the internet. There's right. no video. So all these crazy things right. happen in this new world. Yeah. And, and of course. don't have a way to really explain it. Or co- it just changes. Right. Yeah. Of, of course. Like, and because it, it's also, these tall tales were born because people were in this completely new world to them. Seeing new types of rocks, yeah. new types of animals, new types of fucking lakes and, you know, cac- like, look at, think about what a cactus fucking looks like right. compared to the East Coast, you yeah, know, yeah. so all sorts of weird, and can you imagine being out in the desert at night and you see a bunch of cactus, you probably think those are fucking people or aliens just, just in the shadows different or different types of creatures out right. there. You yeah. see things moving behind them, you think, oh shit, there's, those things are moving at night or whatever too. And of course, yeah, then people would tell stories. Plus, the episode is actually has a lot of like these old west experts on. Yeah. Um, there's kind of a literary mat on the episode. Um, he was he had like his book is called right. like the Weird Wild West or something, mm-hmm. and uh, he uh, he's talking about how like oh like actually most cowboys and ranchers were actually very literate despite what movies say because they mm-hmm. had to get across the country and like read signs read and shit and like sign. that yeah. too. So um, just talking about how. So much of the Old West is very Hollywood-ish. But right. the other side is that everyone was insanely racist in the back of them. Yeah. Like, it was, like, very prevalent. Not the best people. Well, but it was probably. a lot of the Southerners who lost the Confederate War. Right, exactly. Moved out West. And yep. that's how here in Southern California, Orange County yep. was founded by all those Southern farmers. Exactly. So just, yeah. Yep. That crowd moved. Starting their orange farms and shit like that. Yep. So um, we get transcendentalism, like I said before, born into this, which is much more of a... Kind of just a spiritual philosophy more than a religion. But uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson, who's a famous writer, he kind of was like the father of transcendentalism. And he was like obsessed with life on other planets. Yeah. And and basically like our connection to the rest of the universe as opposed right. to thinking so Earth-centrically. Yep. They believe in um, kind of what they call like the oversoul, which is like a not not a conscious god or not a caring god, but just this kind of amorphous creative force that connects everything in the universe, like whatever the force was that caused the big bang or whatever, like that's kind of what it's not that it's nothing, but it's not really like what we would think of as a humanoid deity or something. So much more open-ended new, new worldy, new agey. Um, And if you think about that, all that term new age was kind of people back then talking about, you're going from classical spiritual religion stuff to like all this, culture mixing metaphysical stuff so it really was like right. a new age of thought so um anyway walt whitman was a poet um who who uh, had a lot of the same sci-fi kind of shit um science fiction emerges from this time um and uh we get uh a lot about a lot of info about this guy ambrose P- uh, bierce who was a mm-hmm. a prolific like it's kind of funny because i did a little research on him afterwards i've heard the name before and heard i've actually read some of his short stories um and uh a lot of them are very like um, they're they're almost like he's considered to be the first anti-war writer in America. Like he he has a whole collection of twenty five short stories that are all pretty much about the horrors of war, like because the yeah. Civil War was yeah. was going on before this. So you know, gr- still the greatest loss of American life or whatever on American right. soil. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Um, anyway, he uh, was kind of a weird guy. He was really into the Native Americans and doing drugs with them and stuff too, but. Then when I read his, like, actual biography, it was much more boring and bland. And, like, most of what he wrote wasn't the sci-fi stuff or fantastical realism they talk about in this episode. Because, of course, they're focusing on a very minute portion of his writings to justify him being in the episode. Um, They say that, oh, he mysteriously disappeared when he went down to Mexico. And and, and while nobody has still ever found his body or anything, so it's still kind of a mystery, Mm -hmm. there are lots of letters. There are a lot more less mysterious pieces of evidence that say he kind of just went down there 
to like observe the Mexican revolution that was going on. Right. Um, and pretty mm. much people think that he got captured and probably, uh, uh, executed or whatever. And the Mexicans didn't fucking, they wouldn't, they wouldn't care about marking a, uh, an American fucking dude, you know? Right, right, right. Um, and so, uh, we get our next children's alert and our final children's alert, but he's talking briefly about Ambrose beers. And he's like, in this area that's known for strange phenomena called, Akime. Uh, this area, too, is known to be one of these interdimensional portal areas. And he's talking about this place in Mexico where he supposedly disappeared or went to. Because mm-hmm. his last, the last le- like line that he wrote in a letter to some friend before he disappeared was, um, as for me, I leave tomorrow for an, undo- an unknown destination. So, of course, this show goes into the very apocryphal evidence which they don't mention at all. I went to like four websites yeah. and like could not find any evidence of him being friends with this dude, Mitchell Hedges, who was like a British, I don't know, philosopher, cultist guy who also like uh, was a, considered like the, the first dude that found one of the Mayan crystal skulls that are mm-hmm. supposedly these repositories yeah, for yeah. fucking information and, and telepathically Energies can talk and, to yeah. interdimensional aliens and shit. Right. This literally is what Indiana Jones 4 is about. So right. watch that if you want more info about that. But, uh, um, they, of course, say, oh, he must have figured out how to use the skull and went to another world. And yeah. I'm like, okay. Like, right. you know, it's like such a huge leap. And then, again, to not be able to find even a hint of that online is pretty gnarly. Like, so I, yeah. don't, I don't know if I'm Where saying that's debunked. Yeah. But it's just like, I don't know, very kind of apocryphal yeah. evidence. So um, our last segment here is in a little place called Elizabeth Lake right here in Southern California. Um, this uh, lake sits on the junction of of the tectonic plates that caused the San Andreas fault. Um, the, the Mexican settlers there called it Laguna del Diablo. So Lake of the devil, Mm -hmm. um, Coppins comes on and it basically explains that crazy shit was happening during the 19th century. There, Uh, a monstrous beast was seen coming out of the water and menacing the locals. Mm -hmm. This is once again, like the Thunderbird again, you know, they talk about. So, um, very similar descriptions of the people in Southern California to what the guys in tombstone were, you know, newspaper and stuff were describing it as, um, Rancher tries to take it down, shoots at it, bullets bounce off again, and flew east towards Arizona and was never seen again in California. Right. Uh, we get our next, our next Coppins call here, and so he's like, Now the locals believe that perhaps this, one is, this was an interdimensional gateway and could explain why this creature was traveling through this very location. And I'm like, did they really believe it was an interdimensional gateway? Yeah. Did they know what that was? A or, gateway? Or, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't go anywhere. Right. Yeah. Like, it's more just like I, they were probably just saying this monster this from the, from hell came yeah. out, and I guess you could say that's another dimension yeah. or this something. This thing just but. fucked off that way. <laughs> I right. don't know where it went. Exactly. Yeah. So we get Nick Redfern, the bald Brit, comes back on, and he's like, so we have this so-called creature flying across the sky with wings and a thunderous sound and fire coming from its eyes. That, to me, suggests some sort of craft. So he's just yeah. coming Going on back to say, to the old, yeah, dragons it's, it's got to be a spacecraft. Yeah. So... Uh, blah, 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 blah. We get to the Zuni tribe leader again, whose name is Clifford Mahuti, <laughs> which <laughs> a more like 1940s cart- Sunday paper cartoon character's name yeah, I've never yeah. heard before. But um, so he he's the one that even says like, hey, when air- it kind of like defeats the point that they're making in the episode themselves. He's like, hey, when airplanes started flying overhead and even landing in like the, the southwest desert. The Indian tribe, like the Inez tribe, they started worshiping the planes. Like, right, just, right. It's like, just shows how much, if you don't understand something, which is to the ancient astronaut theorist point, but right. also, but Could there's a, anything. you know, so yeah. I get it, because they're trying to say, 
you know, look, these were flesh and blood pilots with right, craft, right. you know, like blah, 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 like Sooks always that says. That they then worshipped as gods. But it also yeah. defeats its own point because it's just a fucking plane. You know, it doesn't mean, I don't know. So yeah. anyway, James Mars from the beginning of the episode comes on to talk about it. He's like, I don't know if you've ever heard this, but there's a concept that it's believed extraterrestrials have, and it's called cultural tracking. And he basically says that, like, the aliens, like, it goes right into ancient astronaut theory, but also, like, overly explains it, even though we're mm-hmm. always, you and I are always asking for, like, come on, explain this yeah, better yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But, like, he literally says the aliens could have had the power to read the minds of the people that they were, like, appearing right, to right. and turn into an object that was culturally relevant to them. Yeah. So, like, when, uh, you know, the Chinese saw the, the alien chimps, it, turned, it looked like a dragon. Yeah. When the Romans saw it, it was a big round shield. You know, I was right. like, so it's just changing for each culture. And I'm like, or, and there's literally, I can't remember the phrase for it. I thought I wrote it down and I forgot, but uh, it's kind of like how it's not the same, but it's like the term matrixing. They talk about that a lot on Ghost Adventures. Yeah. Uh, matrixing is when you see faces in things that are just kind of a random series of shapes or shadows or dots or whatever. Mm-hmm. The human mind just wants to apply right. a, 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 a shape face. to that. Yeah. So, uh, a face specifically like that. So they're saying it was kind of the same thing, but not that it was in the mind of the people, which very likely it was, assuming they saw these craft anyway. Yeah. He's saying that the fucking ships could whatever. And I'm like, if the ships could do that, why didn't they just cloak themselves and not be seen at all? Right. Why go through the effort of appearing as a drag? Like, Again, it comes to- back to like, why are they showing themselves then and right. not now? And exactly. The they're, whole point. they're so fucking mysterious and, and want to hide themselves. But now they're making a point to wear costumes in disguise. Right, right. Like, it's fucking Halloween. I'm like, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. It's much right. more, assuming that the craft were real even, which we don't know, but it makes much more sense that humans would have just described something as just like Sooks and everyone says on the show. Yeah. You know, and I guess I guess I shouldn't be arguing because it's good that even within the ancient astronaut theorist kind of crowd, there's mildly different philosophies right. going on. Like, I thought we talked about last time, like, Graham Hancock is much more about a precursor human race as opposed to aliens teaching technology. Um, So a lot of the same shit. He just thinks it's a different source, but everything else the same. So um, anyway, the episode ends with another commercial for Cowboys and Aliens. It's like, and this is the part like where I'm just like, did they really fucking like, are they really trying to justify the evidence with, and see, Hollywood made a movie about yeah. it, so it must be Maybe factual. they got money, I don't know. Right, yeah. and so, yeah, I'm just curious as to what was going on there. But Because, really uh, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I would have loved to, like, if I could time travel, the one yeah. thing, the one thing I'd do, go back to 2011, click on the History Channel, and see if there were commercials yeah. for Cowboys and Aliens. Because if there were, time. oh, I fucking caught you, History Channel and Ancient Aliens. But, no, but, uh, gotta be the saddest yeah. use of time <laughs> travel life, ever. Yeah. Um, but, uh... But yeah, I mean, it was a fun episode. Like yeah. it moved pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, dumb stuff as always, but also interesting stuff yeah. as always too. So, um, getting okay. into a hyper specific part of our culture that most people don't think of. Because I, I, admittedly, I remember when that movie was coming out, I was like, "Oh, that's a cool idea." Yeah, I've never, I've never then. seen that before. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, John Favreau when he, John Favreau when he was yeah. getting interviewed, literally was just like, when I was growing up in the you know late fifties, early sixties. I I always had my toys, and I wish that, like, oh, it's always aliens and, like, normal 50s people. Why isn't it, like, the aliens and the cowboys? Well, it's based the... on a comic book, too. And it, it is, too. Yeah. So he liked that comic. But he's right. like, oh, aliens and Roman soldiers. Why couldn't yeah, it, like, yeah. be all this other shit, you know? So uh, I don't think he was basing anything off of historical right, fiction. Right, right. But maybe he was, because there's 
there was about four or five experts that are never really on again, and they all wrote a fucking book about the Something. old west and the weird shit and sightings going on, which is right. to me that's interesting in and of itself, and the little bit of a history lesson about our change in American thought to like mm-hmm. really what it is today, like like yep. how we are because now the West is kind of everywhere. Well, I mean, yeah. in the world sphere, America is still considered the West because. Right. The East is all shitty countries. Like that's kind of a funny to the, thing no. too. Well, it's all to the right, right? So, <laughs> um, and we- and usually Western thought means like Sud- uh, Judeo-Christian thought, as opposed right. to like Asian philosophy right, right, stuff right. thought too. So, anyway, but yeah, it was a fun episode. Um, and uh, we're gonna do a little housekeeping here. So, uh, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, still have a shockingly, pleasantly, surprising number of listens for this show, which we really appreciate. We really like doing the show. Um, tell your friends if they like or don't like ancient aliens or whatever too, because the show's kind of for everyone. Cause we kind of pick things apart, but also like it. So, um, but yeah, follow probing ancient aliens on, uh, Instagram and Facebook at probing ancient aliens. Sorry. I have not updated and done any cool pictures for a couple weeks because work has been very busy. So, uh, but I'm going to be getting We're on that good. and catching up a yeah. bit too. Still at least making sure the episodes are coming out on time for you. Um, if you like your sense of humor and you like, craft beer um listen to our other podcast uh beer there drunk that uh it's on the same podcast services we have uh probing ancient aliens on uh follow that podcast on uh facebook at beer there drunk that and on instagram at beer there drunk that pc we basically rip off doughboys uh which is a podcast we love with that reviews (laughs) fast food chain restaurants um and uh, we review not just beer, but, like, the breweries themselves. Because in Southern California, we have a shit ton of breweries. Very spoiled with breweries out here. Uh, so we wanted to, like, I don't know, give something. So, like, if anyone's going to these breweries or just getting the vibe of Southern California breweries and the trends out here and shit with our same gross sense of fucking humor and tennis yeah. as we go on here. A little more free form than this show. But uh, yeah, there might one. might be a few episodes where we yeah. get a little uh, little juiced up. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, it's a it's a... It's a fun cast, it's a good one. and good it one. needs the listens. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, next time we're going to be going over aliens and monsters. So stay tuned for that. Um, probably going to be a lot of the same Gorgon talk and fucking uh, you know demigod talk, but uh, should be fun. So anyway, that's going to do it for us. We're going to bean back up, my bean bag, baby. We're going to bean back up into the bean bag and yeah. that giant thunderbird in the sky. Yeah. Can ejaculate us again and spread a seed upon a new world, which we will take over as we will be supreme leaders. Oh, hey, Wyatt Earp. Hey, cowboy. Hey, how's it going, bro? You want to fuck or not? Yeah. Want to stick it in my little butt? If you ain't going to fuck, I'm going to duck down and duck dive onto this wave of semen. (laughs) See you later. Bye. Oh.